Hi, and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritchie, and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to Dale Kim, Executive Chef at Convoy, Terra Twilight, Hi-Fi and Tinker. Dale began his cooking career back home in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Although he'd always been aware of and interested in the fact his grandmother was a great cook and she had a huge garden and grew fruit and vegetables throughout the year, he didn't think about becoming a chef until he got an after-school job at 16 as a dishwasher at the Boat Shed Cafe in Nelson. He loved the sounds, the aromas and the adrenaline you get from a busy service. After working there and at other venues around the South Island, as well as completing his qualifications, Dale moved to Melbourne when he was 18 and began working at Hammer and Tong in Fitzroy under Emma Jeffrey and Simon Ward. After Hammer and Tong, he worked at Little Big Sugar Salt on Victoria Street in Abbotsford as sous chef before starting at Terra Twilight also as sous chef. A few months later, he took over the head chef role and five years on, he's executive chef of the group with four venues and a thriving catering kitchen. I sat down with Dale at Convoy in Mooney Ponds on a chilly Melbourne morning and had a really great coffee. It's a beautiful space with white walls, pale wood and a lot of lush plants on the huge deck. Dale wisely referred to this as a balcony because it is a tricky word for New Zealand accents. The menu is no run-of-the-mill cafe fare. It offers very popular Turkish egg dish as well as cinnamon scroll pancakes, a king prawn roll and a steak frites sandwich, amongst other delicious op- options. Convoy turns one this week and they're offering free coffees this Friday. But I reckon you're in for a treat any time you go. And if you like great music, the other venues, Terra Twilight and Hi-Fi, spin vast amounts of vinyl as well as producing tasty, wholesome food. Hi Dale, Hello. I'm Joe. Hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. you. Yeah, good things. Anyway, lovely to meet you. Yeah, you Thank too. you for your time. Yeah, no worries. Um, and this is beautiful here. I, I don't it's know why amazing, I don't come it? to Mooney Ponds more often. This is a gorgeous space. Oh, it's so nice. I think. What, what was this before? Was it? Has it it been was actually a cafe. It was, it was, it was a, cafe. a cafe called yeah. Queen Bean. Um, it wasn't anything like this. There was a few walls in here. I think when we first took it over, there coffee machine in there that was it yeah I think it was run by one person there was no balcony okay um, yeah, well. we put that wall in and we built a kitchen and yeah it, was, it took about 18 months did it yeah it was a bit of a slow process my boss Ben actually built it with himself and a few of his mates wow. so yeah how many does it seat it feels big about 160 170 yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah it really pumps and so a year, a year on. It's actually one year this yeah. week, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I think on Friday, there's going to be some free coffees and things. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Is it a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it is a thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, nice. we've learned a lot in the uh, time that we've been open. Yeah. I think it was, it was our first big venue. We weren't really oh. sure what to expect. We probably underestimated how busy it was going to be. Okay. Um, 
So because what else is around here? There's Brother Hen up the road. Oh yeah. Um, there's another one around the corner called Mr Walker. I think what we found also there's no menus of this size around here. They're all quite small. Okay. So we had a lot of big groups, especially on Sunday. Lots of families. As you know, around here is quite family yeah. based. Yes, lots of young families and stuff. So yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's daytime. Do do daytime that? only. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we're looking at maybe getting into the events down the track. Um, but yeah, open from seven to four, eight a.m. on the weekend. Oh so nice. yeah, yeah. It's doing great. Yeah. And and how different is it to Tier Twilight? I would say it's very different. Yeah. We didn't really know what to expect when we opened it, but we quickly learned that what people want out here is very different to Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, very, very different. Um, and I would say we're still kind of trying to work that out. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, European, Middle Eastern people up here. Yeah. So we've kind of leaned towards that kind of style of menu, um, which has worked really well for us. Yeah. Our biggest seller is definitely our Turkish eggs. Wow. Which is just very simple. Sujuk, which is like a traditional Turkish sausage. Poached eggs, uh, red pepper butter, and uh, simit, which is like a Turkish bagel. And yeah, we sell hundreds. It's really interesting though, is it? And I was just speaking to um, Adrian Richardson at La Luna, um, oh, yeah. and they're about to turn 25, and he said, you know, the important thing is, as a chef, not to cook what you want to cook, but what the public want to eat, and I think that's um, that is important. <laughs> yeah, very, very important. Um, I think you can do a bit of both. Like, <laughs> I think you should definitely cook what you want to cook, but definitely take on all the feedback from the customers. Yeah. And we get a lot of very honest feedback here. Some good, some not so good. Um, so yeah, we really take that on board, and we're just continuing to evolve yeah. week by week. We're tweaking and making it small adjustments every week just yep. to try and make it better, which is well, that's good great. though. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And mm. I think that's um, what I love about talking to chefs is that you seem like a bunch of really curious people who want to keep learning, and I think that's yeah, great yeah. as well. And I think in cafes, you don't see it enough, you don't see people being as creative and evolving as you do in the restaurants. I think a lot of cafes, you know, they'll kind of stick to that very almost base menu of your breakfast classics and the chefs probably don't have as much creativity as they probably should. But is that because of the price point? Is that because you have to keep things under a certain amount in cafes? You're limited as to well, what you do? Well, I think if you're serving a, a good product that you're confident and you believe in, you can, you can charge a bit more for it. Yeah. I would say we're on the higher side of pricing. But we don't get people, you know, complaining about the price. Yeah. I think if you're, yeah, you're serving good food and using good products, then uh, yeah, yeah, you're good, yeah. And so, I was, was going to say, where did it all start for you? I know that it started at Nelson, so yeah. that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you your Kiwi as well? Yeah, I'm from Christchurch. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was actually born in Christchurch. Well, my family's still there. But, um, yeah, it started for me in Nelson... When I was in high school, um, I just got a job as a kitchen hand. Never thought about really being a chef. 
my grandma was always a really good cook, but I, I would say I didn't become super interested in what she was doing till I was a bit older. Mm. But she was always cooking good food. She's always making sauces, growing her own veggies and fruit, and that's cool. That that's amazing. Yeah. So I started at a beautiful restaurant in in Nelson. I'm not sure if you know it, but the Boat Shed Cafe. Have heard of that mm. name. Yeah. Sits over the water, looks out over the bay. And we serve, like, I would say Mediterranean, Italian flavours, all fresh produce. We bake sourdough twice a day. Wow. Everything from scratch. And, yeah, I was lucky enough to work under some really great chefs there. Yeah. Who had all travelled through Europe. A lot of them were actually European. Um, so, yeah, got a really good start there. Um, what did you like about it? I mean, that sounds like a beautiful place, but, you know, what is it? It is hard, like chef life's hard, but obviously something drew you in. What was it? I, I would have to say initially it would be the adrenaline you got from like a really busy service and and the team and just the camaraderie and it was fun. Like you know, some days were really hard and but you were all in it together and yeah. that that kind of drew me towards it. And the status, we, we, it was an open kitchen and just seeing, you know, the customers, they're coming up to the past and thanking you and, yeah, so, I'm just I think that's what initially drew me to it and, and just how passionate everyone was there, you kind of get sucked into that and, yeah. yeah. I've been saying this to everyone, but I've just, because I've just binged two seasons of The Bear. Yeah. Um, and so just seeing the pressure and the, um, obviously, you know, it's a stressful show to watch, but, um, mm. but it made me really think about um, that chefs are great problem solvers as well. And I think the people that really love it do love that adrenaline and do love the fact that all these dockets are coming out and it's crazy, but we're in it together and how do we make it work? And I think, yeah, that's, it's impressive because it is. Yeah. Stressful situation yeah. to be in. Yeah. Day in, day out. I, I think I handled the stress a lot better now. Yeah. Um, I think the more you stress out and get in your own head, it just makes the whole situation worse. And everyone working under you just it just falls apart a little bit. So. Yeah. I think I'm a bit more level-headed now and yeah. know how to deal with it better. That's right. But it just comes with experience. That's it. And I think those waves of thinking, well, this this too will pass. <laughs> and we will get through it and no one's going to die so. yeah exactly <laughs> hopefully oh well yeah. Be um, yeah. so from Nelson I, I did read that you were at C1 is it I was at C1 yeah. yeah yeah I was there for about a year I actually dabbled in a bit of coffee roasting there did you funny enough yeah. when I first started there as sous chef the current sous chef was like kind of on their way up but they didn't have enough hours for me yeah. So they taught me the, the ins and outs of roasting coffee. And it was this old, like, probar gas coffee roaster. It wasn't plugged into a laptop. It was all you had to write down all your times. And wow. It's back back then, I, I felt like I, I really knew what I was doing. They kind of showed me how to use it. And when I think about it now, I was probably butchered a lot of coffee. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean... I, when I was, was that? When was that? That was... Probably 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool place to work. It's so that, that's in the, where, it, where it is now? That yeah, it's in the old office. post office. Yeah. 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 New owners now. I was actually there over Christmas and the manager is now the owner. Okay. 
Okay. So, um, no, it was nice to go back. And yeah, it's got a good there. name there. It's a yeah. good place to yeah, do yeah. your cafe. It was very, it very different, and it was probably my first experience working in like a big operation. Yeah. I kind of been working in small teams my whole career, you know, four or five chefs. So it was nice to see that. Yeah. It was actually run really, really well. Um, but yeah, I stayed there for a year and went back up to Nelson before. I actually moved over here when I was 18. Okay. I stayed here for two years and then I went back. Yeah. And then as soon as like, well, maybe six months after I got back, I was like, why did I do that? Yeah, I as you probably know, change. it's, it's yeah. hard to move back to New Zealand after living in Melbourne. Yeah. So I came back. And... It's a hard one because New Zealand is so great and it's so beautiful. And mm. I love going back there. I love hearing so much te reo Māori just used so naturally. I love the landscape, but I just think I can't imagine moving back and living there because it is such a small pond. Yeah. Especially in in this industry, like you don't have much choice or opportunity. Yeah. Um, so all my chefs pushed me to come over here. That was the main reason I probably came over. Yeah. Me and another guy I was working with came over together, and yeah, probably the best one of the best choices I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and have you worked in like evening restaurants as well? Initially, yes. Yeah. Um, the boat shed was all evening. Oh, it was all evening. Yeah. yeah, we did breakfast on the weekends, but yeah, we were known for our evening shifts. But you prefer cafes? I, well, when I first moved over here, I started a job at Hammer and Tong. I'm not oh, yeah. sure if you know yeah. that place, yeah, working under Emma uh, Jeffrey yeah. Simon Ward. I've spoken to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was. I kind of realised you can be creative in the in the breakfast scene. You can work work days and you know have your evenings off. And they were super passionate and they were always coming up with new ideas. And that place was absolutely mental. Like it was so busy every day, even yeah. weekdays. It was just yeah crazy. So yeah, I think I realised then you can have a bit of creativity and. Uh, breakfast scene because before that I thought it was just you know you can do eggs benny and eggs on toast yeah that's right yeah. and that was it but so that was nice after that I kind of just leaned towards that that style of of chefing and yeah just kept going with that yeah yeah and now that you're um Executive chef, so you're overseeing different venues. Four venues, yeah. Four venues. Yeah. So, are you still on the tools, or do you tend to be more? I still do get on the tools. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a bit of a change for me um, in this business as well. When I first started here, there was just one venue, so I've seen it grow, and I started as sous chef. Um, and eventually worked my way up to now executive chef. So it was a bit of a shock from running a kitchen and being on the tools every day to then managing two venues and three venues and four venues. Yeah. So it's taking a little bit to work out. Um, I work really closely with Kieran, one of the directors, and uh, he has a lot of say in like the menus and we work on that really closely together. 
but yeah, I still do jump with the tools. It's, it can get hard sometimes, you know, if you stay on the tools too long at one venue, then yeah. the other venue might start to slip. Or right. So I try and spread my time out over the venues and of course if someone's sick, I might have to cover or someone yeah. goes on holiday. So you've got Convoy, Terra Twilight. Hi-Fi, sandwich shop yeah. on Smith Street, yeah. which we opened just after COVID. Just takeaway model. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I looked. I was somewhere across the road, and I was like, oh, "That looks really yeah. and great music." Yeah, yeah <laughs> we love our music. Um, we have a huge vinyl collection, um, which we kind of share between Terra Twilight and Hi-Fi. We kind of swap them out and keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, like Karen buys all of them. He's probably got a bit of a problem. <laughs> probably buys more than he should, but. It's great, there's always fresh tunes and we get so much compliments on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, big part of Terra Twilight and Hi-Fi. Yeah. It's the music. Yeah. And we also run a catering business out the back of Hi-Fi, which is based off the Terra Twilight menu, which we kind of started doing at Terra Twilight on the tables before the service, and it just outgrew it. Um, and the kitchen at Hi-Fi is is massive. Oh, okay. So we um, yep. do our catering out of there. And what sort of events? It's pretty much photography studios, funnily enough. Oh. Yeah, we do. Okay. I would say 90% of all the photography studios in the inner north. Um, so they'll have a shoot for the day. We'll do their breakfast. We'll do their lunch. Two drops. Um, and it kind of just grew from that, from word of mouth. And it's great. Yeah. And now we're kind of dabbling in a bit of corporate stuff in the city. And yeah, but it's been really good. It's been a big learning curve. I've never really done catering before. Like how, like what, what are the numbers you Oh, some days we're doing 14 to 15 drops. 14 drops? Yeah. Wow. Yep, so we've got a van now. It's a nice sign riding. So yeah, it's really starting to grow. Luke, our head chef at Hi-Fi, does a great job in managing that super organised which you have to be in catering yeah um, but that's yeah it's growing quite rapidly which is which is awesome and in terms of you know all the different facets of your job now I mean guess staffing is a, a consideration as well and making sure that everyone's happy and mm. the well-being is in place and the that's the hardest part about the job yeah yeah, yeah. dealing with different personalities and um we're lucky enough to have some great people in our management positions. All of them have been here for quite a long time and worked their way up into those positions. So I'm very lucky in that regard to you know, have some great people managing the kitchens. Um, but you know, there was a time where I would post a job and I'd get one application, or well, sometimes even none. Now I. We recently posted a job for Hi-Fi. We got 350 applications. So you didn't start with that. <laughs> well, it's, it was a lot to sift through. Can, you can't. You <laughs> kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's getting better. And what? And what about people staying? Because I've sort of heard there's a lot of people moving around at the moment because they have that luxury to do that. Mm. Everywhere, everywhere needs people. Are you, do you get people that come and stay? Um, I think once. We definitely get some people leaving, but not to really move to other venues. People go away and 
go on holidays and stuff. I think we do pretty well at um, retaining staff. Yeah, it's good. It's a big focus for us. And we are um, constant check-ins with staff, and, you know, catch-ups after their first month, performance reviews, I think is a great way to, you know, let the staff know that you, you care about them and how they're tracking and you want them to continue to evolve. Two of the chefs here started here as kitchen hands. Yeah. One of them started, he wanted to be an electrician. Now he's about to go off to chef school and he's cooking, so. Yeah, nice. It's nice to see that. Another guy, yes, first kitchen hand job and now he's full-time chef. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of the best parts about the job too, seeing people grow and evolve. Yeah. They start and they don't really know what they're doing and now they feel like they have a bit of purpose and yeah. they enjoy coming to work. It's so, great. And what, yeah. what's your advice to young chefs from your experience? Uh, you definitely have to work hard at the start and get yourself somewhere where people care about what they're doing. I started at the boat shed, but I worked at another place at the same time and my head chef said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't become a chef, it's too hard. And I, I actually left that place um, not long after. And yeah, I would say, Get yourself in a, into a good restaurant with people that are that passionate about what they're doing, and you'll kind of latch onto that. And, yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Dale. No so worries. Good. And, um, Thank happy, you. Happy first birthday to Convoy. Thank you. Coming for a free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Dale Kemp at Convoy in Mooney Ponds. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at Convoy Mooney Ponds. That's all one word, C-O-N-V-O-Y-M-O-O-N-E-E, Ponds. And if you liked what you heard and want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. You can read the chat and become a subscriber at www.conversationwithachef.com. Becoming a subscriber is good. It's good for me because I feel loved and seen. It's good for you because you get to know when new chats come up. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and bon appétit.